Salome is a gifted holistic wellness practitioner. Needless to say, I enjoyed sitting down with her to discuss all things ancestral wisdom and holistic healing. In this episode, we discuss mental suffering as a gateway to healing self and others. We look at the archetype of the wounded healer and what it means to be a highly sensitive person and how that impacts the work that we do with others. We explore the limitations around having a mental health diagnosis and the impact of viewing this mental health diagnosis through a Western lens. This episode is for you if you're looking to take back your power and agency in your self-healing and look at ways that you can integrate ancestral wisdom to decolonize your own self-care. So put the kettle on, grab a cup of tea, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey there, you're listening to Vivify Conversations, a podcast promoting holistic and inclusive well-being. I'm your host, Priscilla Vivian. Join me as I speak with guests from all over the world exploring mental health, wellness, and self-cultivation. Follow Vivify Conversations on Instagram and check the Vivify Conversations hashtag for new episodes and all updates. Thank you so much for listening. Super excited to speak to you today and learn about all the amazing things that you're doing. Welcome Salome onto Vivify Conversations podcast and thank you so much for giving me your time today. Thank you, I'm so excited. <laughs> good, good. So um, before we get stuck in, could you tell our listeners um, just a bit about yourself, your background, what it is that you do? Oh, okay. I'll try to keep that short because mm-hmm. <laughs> the journey has, you know, been long and varied. Um, mm-hmm. So I am a Reiki healing uh, master and teacher and mental health holistic healing practitioner, spiritual counselor. Um, also do a lot of healing justice advocacy work and uh, have a background in uh, forced migration and public health. So I've worked in various capacities with different communities, disenfranchised communities in the U.S. and internationally. Um, And in the process, actually now sort of fusing those things together, which is really wonderful and amazing. And I can maybe later on when we're chatting, I can give some examples of how that's coming together. Yeah. So you're wearing multiple hats and they all seem quite interlinked anyway. And we'll kind of dig a bit deeper into how you kind of link those various areas. Um, But if we could backtrack a bit into how you even got started into what piqued your interest in wellness and for you to kind of get into a public health background, as you said. Well, two different things actually sparked those um, two different paths. I mean, they're they're different and they're similar, right? Um, my public health background, I was um, working with African refugees in LA, and I say African because they were from multiple countries on the continent um, that were in Los Angeles, you know, being resettled. And um, I was actually about 20 or 21, and that was my, like, an official job for me, my first official job when I was in between school in between the universities I had transferred. And that experience, like still to this day, just like opened up something for me and, you know, just experiencing, um, you know, understanding my own family's journey to the States and then working with these communities and the children and, and all the things that they went through. It literally inspired me to go to grad school for forced migration and health and, you know, focusing um, on, in addition, I was doing a lot of, you know, community work with um, black and brown folks in the States and just access, you know, access and equity. And I was always, you know, since I was a teenager, like fairness, you know, was very big and justice. And the more I started to see, um, you know, there was just a lack of equity in terms of what people had um, available to them. So that set that path in motion and I was doing that for a while um, and my healing and wellness journey which I know a lot of practitioners 
have similar walks, it was inspired by my, my own pain, you know, my own pain and then seeking alternative, quote unquote, <laughs> and holistic ways to heal. We use the term medical industrial complex here a lot in the States because that's what we're inside of. <laughs> and my initial um, experience with, you know, addressing my mental health um, struggles was very disheartening, very the opposite of helpful, the opposite of, you know, inspiring, true healing. And my spirit, <laughs> something literally was like, there's another way. Like, there's another way that you're going to heal. Um, I do feel like my guides supported me there. And I essentially just researched and studied and learned how I can actually heal myself um, without medication you know the western approach and uh it was a long process and it was amazing and i did it you know i was inspired by stories of people who had done it and you know i had received a diagnosis it was bipolar one which is not something that i was totally um wearing you know i didn't take it on as like a full identity but it gave me a little bit of basis as to know where to go in terms of like how to heal and like what to, um, yeah, just like some of the symptoms and things. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can relate to some of these things they're saying, but I'm not going to define myself as this thing either, you know? And I, yeah, I just did many things. So the program, the healing at the root program I have now, which is a mental health holistic healing program is essentially rooted in what I did to heal myself so long ago. And, you know, I've, I'm living proof that it, you know, the, those kinds of approaches work. And there's many different aspects to what was done. And maybe later I can share um, mm. and what I do with clients now. Mm. And yeah, so I just, you know, after I was in my more healed and balanced state, um, I went on a path to learn um, more, you know, healing modalities and wellness techniques and approaches. But while I was in my pain, there was someone I sat with who told me, like, you're going through all this for a reason because you're going to be a healer and help other people. <laughs> and I laugh every time I hear that myself saying it because I was like, what? I don't know. <laughs> like, like, there were days when I didn't want to be alive, you know? So it's like, how, did, how am I going to help other people? I couldn't see it, but they were right. Um, and I find myself saying that to people now <laughs> like not necessarily like you're a healer but like there's a reason for this there's something coming through something being birthed um there is there's a purpose you know like uh and one day it could be that you're here to help other people do the same thing mm. so yeah <laughs> that, that's in a nutshell yeah um, it I sounds just, like such an uh, an expansive experience. Just kind of how you described from the beginning, everything that you had gone through, just being around energies that inspired you to dig deeper into yourself mm -hmm. and then the struggles that you went through. As you were explaining that, I was wondering about having that diagnosis. And I know different people respond to labels differently. Did you mm -hmm. find that having that title or label of, okay, I have bipolar, did it make you feel like, okay, I know where I stand? Or did you feel like, oh, I want to distance myself from the label of this illness and define it for myself? Yeah, I didn't feel that it fully resonated for me because I feel that partially was experience and partially it was information that I was receiving. Um, I feel like it's, it's a very limited way of looking at mental health and like what is actually happening. So it's much deeper than what is being defined. So part of some of the things I was reading about, I was like, yeah, I'm experiencing this, but these things could also be connected to something else. And what was happening was also happening on a spiritual level. And it, you know what I mean? Like an ancestral level and a, there were so many other things going on that it couldn't even explain it fully, you know? So it was like, what I'm experiencing and what a lot of people experience is much bigger. So the vocabulary doesn't fully contain it. So the approach doesn't contain it. So I didn't hold it. I was like, mm. okay, this is what you think. Well, you know, I feel like I'm always talking about Malidoma Somme. Are you familiar with him? 
from yeah. I actually have um the book of water is it of water and spirit um yes. a friend um <laughs> she lent it to me and I am just looking at it because I'm just it's in my room and I'm like oh my gosh I have read maybe like a couple of pages and then I put it down but that happens uh. to me often and then the kind of the book I feel it calls out to you at the right time so yeah. I was waiting for it to call out to me again so yeah but I've heard such good things about <sighs> So that book and some other things that I had read about his, um, how he interprets mental health and how he approaches it and how he works with people. I, mm-hmm. I attributed him. I've never even met him in person, but like, he's one of the people who like, I would say saved my life and like literally wow. inspires my work to this day. Wow. So his approach is that basically the Western world does like literally has no idea what's happening when it comes to mental health. <laughs> like mm. there's like an acute lack of understanding because what we're doing is like we're looking at the whole person, right? So it's like the mental body, the spiritual body, the emotional body, the ancestral body, the environment, the land, nature, you know, there's all these things that are contributing yeah. to illness and to healing. And so there's this thing where like integration is key, right? Like understanding that there's a spiritual awakening or a spiritual crisis that's leading to an awakening often happening. Right. And so when you're here in this environment, I remember personally feeling myself and a lot of my clients express, Oh wow. Like I feel like I'm going crazy. There's voices, you know, there's all these different things that you experience. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, Oh, okay. This is happening on a level that we're not like used to talking about here. Right. So he was saying, he gave an example and he was like, when someone in our community is going through a mental health issue, we don't shun them. We don't come, we don't say there's something wrong. We say, oh, there's something that's trying to come through, right? So, mm-hmm. and he used this term that it could be the birth of a healer. So a lot of times, like people who have like, you know, mental health issues are highly sensitive or empaths or, you know, holding things that aren't theirs, you know, or carrying the pain of their ancestors. There's so many things going on where it's like, you can say, oh, you have a chemical imbalance or you can say, oh, there's a lot of other things going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, it's yeah. Like, it's the classic sort of um, archetype of the wounded healer, isn't it? And I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever met a healer who hasn't been through their own stuff. Exactly. So it kind of really makes sense. I mean, it definitely resonates with me and my motivations for initially kind of getting into mental health as well. Yeah. Um, just be inspired by my own struggles. Also just something that stood out to me as well something that I struggle with till now is kind of Mm -hmm. reconciling the traditional training that we get in this kind of Mm -hmm. very Eurocentric um, Mm -hmm. psychology and for you being trained in public health do you ever kind of struggle with that intuitive sense of knowing that you know there's a deeper level than what I'm being shown here and there's a spiritual aspect of it but I'm being told to kind of translate this and um you know kind of communicate this in very scientific terms Mm -hmm. and if it's spiritual then it's seen as not (laughs) evidence-based right how how do you feel about that you know I mean I didn't I didn't do a like psychology type of training so I didn't have to I don't have to work with that I understand what you're saying because I actually worked with and trained like people who are psychologists in this like a holistic way of looking at mental health but I never had that actual training um I and the thing about it is like the mental health thing is it's spiritual is only one aspect right yeah so when we're looking at it like for me my the intuition hasn't been blocked with the western medical (laughs) like uh dog you know what I'm saying yeah it's like, oh, like, and again, because of my own experience with it, I'm just like, oh, my, the mental health thing is it's emotional, it's physical, it's energetic, it's environment, mm-hmm. it's food you eat, it's the habits and the patterns and the belief systems. And you know what I mean? There are so many things that go into it that yeah. I do feel like psychology specifically when approaching this there. And I know that there are a lot of um, therapists and, you know, people in that field who are integrating things more yeah um but yeah so for me it's not a battle I'm actually the one on the other side like hey (laughs) look at all the things you know so I actually have people who come to me have tried the other way and and one of the things I'll say is that I always want to be mindful when I'm speaking about this is that 
there's the only thing that makes a way right is mm-hmm. if it works for that person, right? So this yes. is not the only path. And I'm not like, everyone should follow this path. So yeah. the people who come to me, I get a lot of people writing me after reading about the program or hearing me talk about it. And they say they're in tears because they have tried all these other things. And yeah. it falls short of like reaching the true like holistic way, right? Or like, or, or doing like the soul aspects of the work or the way that where all of it gets to be integrated. You know, so we will focus on, you know, so like meditation practice and the diet and the affirmations and setting boundaries and like, you know, how are you moving mm-hmm. your body and the energy work, and, you know, mm-hmm. working with spirits and whatever. It's like all of these things connecting with nature and like, you know, it's there's so many aspects to it. For me, I'm convinced that this is a great way to heal. So yeah. I don't have like. And again, you know, sometimes people work with me and they're from, it's their intention to get off of their medication and then they're able to do that. I don't ever mm-hmm. tell people that that's, you know, what they should do is just what they want. Mm-hmm. Some people are doing, working with me and maybe still having, you know, part of their medication. You know what I'm saying? It's really, yeah. and I always tell people like, you must do what's best. And if someone is like, you know, I've been working with this person for a couple of years and it hasn't done anything for me and I don't want to work with them anymore. This is helping. I'm like, that's great. You know, like I don't, mm. or if someone wants to also talk to a psychologist and work with me, I'm always like, you know, really listen to your heart and your intuition and your body. You know, like we are not here yes. to tell people how they should heal, yes. but like, you know, if people are not aware that like, oh, if you eat this food, you're going to feel like this. I'm like, let's, you know, let's get that knowledge and get the mm-hmm. wisdom, however you get it. But I would, you know, I would say with the medical field, one of the things that is really disheartening for me as a person who, you know, tried to use it to heal and just seeing it now play out with people is that they're sometimes the first resort is take this medicine, you know, and a lot of times it does make people feel worse. And so, you know, at this point, I'm like, I'm not sure that it's a lack of awareness that like, for example, you know, sugar, flour, alcohol, and caffeine, if you have pre-existing condition with depression, it exacerbates it, right? I'm not sure if they don't know, like a psychiatrist, for example, mm-hmm. or if they're just, because I, I remember never even being asked, and a lot of people say they, they don't even get asked, or they don't get to say, okay, in addition to this, something as simple as, like, exercise and watch for these foods, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to go into all the layers, because um, I know that's not everyone's path, but yeah. yeah, I just, I'm like, what? They're not even talking about something as simple as food. They have literal studies on the links between food and depression. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, yeah, gut so, health is so important, isn't it? And I think you're right. It's one of the observations that I've noticed as well. It's just it's, treatment is very fragmented. And I yeah. find that definitely for therapists, there is definitely this thing of, I don't want to step on anyone's toes and nutrition isn't my my thing so I'm not going to even mention that but it can be just something as simple as you say just pointing out those links I think is super helpful and it's great that you work in such an open way where you're allowing that person to identify what works for them and not shunning them if they do want to continue medication yeah no not at all and I think Mm. just what you were saying too about like when people don't want to step into other like maybe they're not a nutritionist one of the fundamental things about this work that I have found, like I'm so dedicated to, mm-hmm. is getting our power back. Like, I feel like we're conditioned to like, literally believe that the power is outside of ourselves, whether that is an organized religion, a medical system, a political system. It's like, you have to go to this thing for this information, right? So when we talk about like, our indigenous wisdom and like, you know, practices from, you know, the continent and just, you know, people living without all of this modern stuff, like we are aware, we have information and we don't necessarily need to go somewhere to get it, right? Mm -hmm. So what I have seen be amazing is people transform in their agency around their healing and their health, right? It's like, oh, I can do this. And I'll feel like this. And when I don't do this, I feel not so great. 
And they start to make the correlation between that their power influences how they feel. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, yeah. so once people start to get in their own, they listen to their body and they start to do like, oh, I ate this. I feel like we make correlations. Oh, so yeah, when you, when I eat this thing, I don't feel so good. And when I don't eat it, I feel so much better. When mm-hmm. I watch the news, I feel sad. When I don't watch it, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, yeah. some of this stuff is, it doesn't have to be that like complicated and uh, mm-hmm. so It's just far. about being mindful, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And learning, you know, it's, mm-hmm. we're all always learning. Yeah. It took me a very long time to understand what my body and spirit and mind mm-hmm. and sensitivity needed and what I had to let go of, right? But once we have that information, it's like, oh, I'm actually controlling this, you yes. know? And that's that's one of the things I feel like is so important. Like, yes. we have so much wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Nature has so much wisdom. Like, we just, the earth has what we need. We have what we need. And, and, uh, and community, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. so many things that have always been there. Exactly. And it's, it's like they're honestly I feel sometimes like there was like a strategy to like disconnect us from ourselves <laughs> and now we're just remembering like oh wait a minute like yeah I remember you know my grandmother used to do this thing she used to make this stuff and I would feel better or you know you know what I'm saying just yeah. little things I totally agree I mean it's just like <laughs> your whole life being an experiment and it's only you that knows how you feel when you do try this thing or that thing you know so exactly. it's like, you know, it's really difficult to just follow in the footsteps of someone else when they're, they're not you in a nutshell. Exactly. And yeah. it's not to minimize, you know, working, I work with people and I, I suggest people find whatever support that they're able to and able to access, but having mm. consistent support, accountability, like changing mm. habits and belief, you know what I mean? Like all this stuff, I'm never going to simplify it. It's a yes. journey, right? Yes. Support is important in whatever form that comes. That's Most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> when you talked about indigenous wisdom and mm. connecting to your roots, what has that journey been like for you? Has it been linked into your identity? Because I know you come from a background of mixed heritage. Could you speak a bit about that? Hey, um, my father's from Ethiopia. And my mother is Black American and, you know, the mixture is Native American, some European and African blood. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot that I come from, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I grew up with it. Do you know what I mean? Like not on a consistent basis. I mean, I know a lot of us, you know, and Molly Doma actually talks about that. I won't give away the book for you because you're going to, you're going to learn there what he thinks, but like we are living outside of like natural environment, you know, like our natural native environment. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that it's like a reclaiming. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, it's been like a, a lifelong and ongoing journey to reclaim and relearn and understand mm-hmm. and understand like the different variations of things and how so much is universal, you know, like mm-hmm. there are things that people do, here like native population or in you know central south america and you know all of all over the world people are practicing similar things i've noticed in my journeys around the world yeah there's a lot of overlap isn't there there's so much overlap and that's why i usually try to stay away from the word alternative and you know it's old and ancient it's um it's holistic it's not new you know that's the thing I think alternative sounds like it's new (laughs) well these things have been around for a long time it's interesting as you say that because even though these things have been around for a long time a lot of them are deeply connected to our indigenous ways of living there is a lot of pushback in the diasporan communities and in African Mm -hmm. communities have you experienced that have you witnessed that yeah (laughs) I have I think you know I have a a little story that I like to tell in terms of a surprising moment where I didn't receive pushback it made me realize Mm. people might be ready more ready than we think I'm starting to do a lot more work around mental health specifically in the Ethiopian and Eritrean communities and we um I'm now with like a coalition of mental health professionals we all do the work in different ways Mm. and everyone's like it's time but 
my work specifically is the one that is considered alternative, you know, <laughs> so I'm always in these environments where I'm, I'm like, oh, wow, how is this going to be received? But a few years ago, I was invited to speak at an Ethiopian Orthodox church in Harlem here in New York. Mm. And I was asked to speak on a panel with two other people who were, one was a psychiatrist, one was a psychologist. And I believe all two of us were of Ethiopian descent and I forgot where the other person was from. Um, and I was really like, I was a little concerned because this is a church with a couple hundred people, elders, priests, you know, all ages. And they wanted me to talk about uh, my work, my journey, you know, with mental health. And it was a mental health event specifically. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to talk about my journey and my healing, how I healed naturally. Um, they wanted me to talk about my work and energy medicine and my program. And they also wanted me to make the link between like religion and this, these quote unquote alternative healing, you know, mm-hmm. and how they don't cancel each other out. But so I went up there, you know, the other two people, you know, had PowerPoints and all the things. And I mean, I could have done that, but I don't feel like that's how you reach people. I've always felt like it's, it's story, you know, like just go from your heart. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so I just, I just stood up there and just told my story and I was very truthful and honest. It was a little bit, you know, it's always a little scary to be vulnerable in that way. Um, but to add on some of the other things I had to, you know, Ooh, I just was like, how am I going to get across, you know, my point without seeming like I'm just like a fairy floating in the sky. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I want to be founded yeah. here too, so that I can touch them. Mm. So I finished and, <clears throat> you know, my work specifically, I have a few different things I do, but the Reiki specifically, I was connecting it to energy medicine is very old and global as well. And so um, <laughs> the priest comes up after I, after we're all done and he's speaking in Amharic, you know, in his mm-hmm. native tongue. He's like, what she's saying is is right. Like we have this in our country and we have the power and we can't only listen to like the Western medicine. This is how we're getting sick. I mean, he just like went in like on a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And the amount of people that came up to me afterwards, I can't even describe. Like people were like, oh my gosh, like, can I work with you? Can you work with my son? Like he's been struggling. He's in a mental health institution. I mean, it was just, I was overwhelmed. But I was like, it was an awakening moment for me because I assumed, you know, because some people aren't ready that everyone's not ready. I was like, there are people who are ready and there are people who are open to something different because they have seen that the other way is not fully supporting full healing, you know? Mm, And again, it might be working for some people, but it, what I could feel just as, you know, a person who feels (laughs) people, I could feel that people were like, we have other options, you know, like, and they, and it activated something in them because I also, people were like, yeah, like we have, we know we have wisdom, like what happened, Mm -hmm. you know? So we recently on our our coalition, we recently spoke at Columbia, um, you know, starting off one of our first events as we're coordinating ourselves internally and this room once again was filled with young folks up to elders and um we have you know the panel spoke we all had you know a lot of things to share and the same thing happened after so many people came up like middle-aged people and so I'm just I'm sharing all this to say it's just continuously reminding me that there are people who are ready I've also had people like when I go to Ethiopia for example say oh, that's not in the religion, that stuff's not in the religion, we don't want to do it, you know? Mm. But they'll make, you know, someone might be making some, like, um, a plant medicine tea to help someone heal, you know? So it's just kind of yeah. like, oh, okay. But that's, it's interesting, I've noticed that if it falls within the context of religion for some people, um, or if it feels like it's not like a, what do you call it? Like a demon, you know, like a, I forgot yeah. the term. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like yeah. A, <laughs> then they're, they'll embrace it but I've had I've definitely had some family members and uh, some people who are like I don't know what that is um, but I've, mm-hmm. I've had sessions with elder Ethiopian people which is like <laughs> I'm just That's like amazing. I'm in shock actually but it's mm-hmm. like 
it's like, and it's a whole new thing for them. It's like, I didn't, you know, even they were like, what is this? But they opened up to it and they, you know. That's so So nice. And I can only speak to the community specifically. I know that I'm working with and that I'm from in terms of um, that embrace. But I know that, you know, in communal settings, when I've done like healing villages, people from the diaspora, whether it's Caribbean or other, other African nations or, you know, the States, people are opening up to it. Like, that is amazing and they're learning too they're like yo i just i heard about you know this thing acupuncture or Mm -hmm. reiki or like you know just somatics you know there's so many things now like that yeah we're learning relearning i should say that's such a beautiful story to to hear and like i could really picture it when you said how they just embraced you and the priest comes up to you after and was like yes we've been waiting for this such a lovely moment of just you know (laughs) acceptance from your own people and sometimes you know it's just we make these assumptions that oh they're they're not going to get it and you know they believe in this or they believe in that but it's nice you know to just come as you did and and share your story and and obviously people connected with that that's a really beautiful moment and you kind of touched on being highly sensitive and Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if you can first of all explain what that means for you and what your experience of that has been and also how you've managed to deal with that in some of the work that you've done, you know, working in humanitarian settings that must have been quite challenging. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. I don't you know. I've been highly sensitive my whole life and I didn't realize that I didn't realize what was happening, you know, for a long time, mm-hmm. um, which I know is a common thing for highly sensitive people. Um, and then for growing up, you know, being, oh, you're too sensitive, everything is, you know, all of that stuff. Like, I couldn't watch violence, I have sensitive ears, I could, you know, felt people's energies and was um, sometimes sad, not sure why, you know, there were so many things that were, like, showing up for me. And, um, you know, I didn't, you know, watching something, I would just take on the pain of, you know, what I was watching or, yeah, working in the you know global uh, just so many things were go- are always going on in the world and working in that way and just literally just felt like I was holding everybody suffering you know mm. um for a long time because I didn't understand how to do the separation and the boundary and you know what practices I needed to do to be mindful of how to work with the sensitivity so a lot of times you know people say sensitivity can be a burden um but I've learned, you know, the, the cliche saying is like, oh, it actually can be a superpower, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like you experience, your sensories are just a different, it's just a different experience, right? So it's like, you're not aware that that's what's happening. Sometimes you're just absorbing and wearing so much stuff that you don't even realize it's, it's happening. I've actually made a co- correlation with high sensitivity and depression too um and that's one of the most freeing things I was able to do and that I'm I see in some of my clients when they're able to make the distinction with like what's theirs and what's not and Mm -hmm. how to protect from that it literally like changes your the feeling of that that depression feeling you know yes um and so I don't remember at what point I realized, oh, it was probably actually, yeah, when I went on my healing journey, <laughs> started mm-hmm. to make the connections, you know, and um, part of what actually, I actually had to not work in those environments anymore. Right. Um, I maybe now can just because I'm in a more, much more balanced, grounded space. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, the, I always tell people the practices that we do to heal are the practices that we keep for life to maintain our well-being. It's not even practices anymore. It's just like, this is life maintenance. Yeah. So I'm thinking if I'm in back in those environments in a more healthy space, maybe I could be there, but I have to still keep doing all the things to take care. Um, but for just sure. being really mindful of like what you take in or, you know, what, um, setting like protection and boundaries and leaving a space if it's too much, you know, or I really don't watch the news. I like glance for a second. Cool. I know what's going on, but I, you know, certain things like that. It's just kind of like, yeah, you have to really be aware that like you're, you're, you know, you're not, um, 
I don't want to say not normal, but you don't, you experience emotions in a different way. Right. Mm. So people ask me to just like, how do I work with people in the way that I work with them? The healing work is very, you know, it's deep and I'm like, mm. I'm helping people like move, remove trauma stored in their body. You know what I mean? Like energy yes. work is a lot more than people realize, I think. And, uh, it's, um, there's many other things that happen in energy work that you we have to like do grounding and protection yes. in order to work with people and and support you know their systems in that way yeah it sounds like incredibly deep work and as you mentioned the link between being highly sensitive and depression i was wondering if there's a link with being hyper vigilant and as you probably know, that is kind of like a trauma response. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, sometimes I feel like there's a lot of overlap with sort of like being highly sensitive, being hypervigilant. Do you feel like there is a deep overlap and connection there? I guess so. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think so. The interesting thing about it, one of the other things about the highly sensitive though, too, is that your intuition is really strong and like you mm-hmm. can see, it's like a... Uh, yeah I feel like there's like it's like a hyper awareness too sometimes you know it's like overly know (laughs) what's Mm -hmm. happening and how it's happening where sometimes you see it in the future you know Mm -hmm. it's not something that yeah but it's a matter of being balanced and grounded in it you know yes there are things that can I would say make it quote-unquote worse you know yeah so it's like being mindful like we were saying before just be aware, being more and more aware of yourself. Like, it's interesting too. Like I've, I've had to sometimes explain it to people. And I find that like, we shouldn't have to, you know, like if I go to the dentist, I, every time I go to the dentist, yeah. I'm very sensitive. So my body's sensitive too. They're literally, like, oh, you're the most sensitive person we've ever seen. I already told you I was sensitive. So I don't actually yeah. need to hear it. Just <laughs> mindful, you know? So it's yeah. like, we have to be mindful. And then we have to invite people but it's hard for people to relate, you know? I think it's hard for people to relate unless they're able to experience it. For some some people, they can't relate unless they experience it. They don't understand, you know? Yeah. So, wow. but I, again, I see it as a gift. I think it's one of my, one of the things that helps me do my work, you know? Like I can interpret and feel, literally touch somebody, you know, in a session and I can, I can understand where the pain is coming from or what it means or what it needs, you know? And wow. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is actually cool. You know, I, I used to, I, I think I used to be like, oh, my sensitivity is a lot. Mm. But yeah, learning how to it and like using it for good. <laughs> it's yes. like, you can hear things that aren't being said. There's just so many beautiful things about it. Yeah, so many ways it shows up for people. And, yeah. But yeah, the link with depression is big. And mm. once you start to be aware of, things you get to make choices about environments that you're in or relationships or you know spaces or workplaces there are so many things that are affecting people everyone is sensitive to some level right everyone isn't has empathy on some level Mm -hmm. but yeah like just seeing the correlation and the changes that happen it's like oh wow like there's (laughs) it's huge you know like yeah it's life-changing I think And then you pass it on to other people. Yeah. So I guess that kind of leads us on to Healing at the Root, your program. Um, I guess that is, tell us a bit about how this healing works on a one-to-one level. What are the benefits of joining this program? And who who do you think would be a good match to work with you? This program is like... (laughs) I always say like I haven't given birth to a human baby yet but this is like my baby <laughs> one of my babies that I've birthed I've written this description on my website and if there's a lot of words there the program is for people that have come it's like the program was created for the people who were meant to have it if that makes sense mm-hmm. and the people who have tried other things and still feel stuck and feel like there's something more, you know, like they're looking for a deeper integrative approach to their healing um, in, in ways that the other approaches didn't resonate for them. Mm -hmm. A lot of times there could also be a spiritual crisis happening 
trauma is still stored in the body depression is you know coming but again there's something else also mm-hmm. and most of my clients are women women of color the program you know is adaptable mm-hmm. so i have like a template and because healing is different for everyone timelines are different you know and mm-hmm. it's not linear in any any mean by any means Mm-hmm. The program is meant to be like a co-creation between me and the person. Mm. So there is agency on their part. There's, there's non-judgment and flexibility on my part. And it's really like getting people into a space, like I was saying before, of being an active agent in their healing journey. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I say that all the time because I'm like, and it's, it's not to create like a lifelong dependency. Um, it's not an easy process either, you know, healing is deep work. Um, and yeah, there's just so many layers. It's, it's a very comprehensive program. So I'm working with people once a week for a, at least six months and sometimes a year. Sometimes people want to work a little further as the different layers of transformation come. Um, one of the things I really love about the program is that there's an accountability piece, but there's also like, celebrating victories so every week we focus on the good things that have shifted some something has shifted something good has come sometimes it's multiple things sometimes when we first start doing that people are like oh i don't know and then they're like oh okay and this happened and then i saw this and then i did this and then i felt like this and then this changed and i'm just like because you want to feel like everyone when you first start these kinds of journeys it's like I want to see the change right away. So you're not going to see the full transformation right away, but you're going to see pieces of it. And sometimes people don't believe those things. So we just, I'm just like reflecting like, yo, look, look what's happening. Look what changed. That thing you were doing, those things, I mean, it's multiple things they're doing, right? But there's change that's happening. And then I can't even tell you, like, this is stuff people have been like, lifelong struggles that they've had a lot of child's you know work a lot of there's just a lot of stuff that um you know practices and have people are just like oh my gosh like this thing is not here anymore (laughs) you know like we actually are transmuting things you know I just so it's like we're you know for some people it might be like oh that sounds a little corny but I really do feel that we're alchemists and that we can actually change form of things Mm. inside of our minds inside of our bodies and our spirits and even our histories you know um a lot of times honestly a lot of the people i work with are um people who whether they sign they know that they signed up for this on a soul level or not (laughs) are the Mm -hmm. ones in their family to do the first like deep healing right Mm. um And so, you know, we talk about like a lot of like lineage work ends up happening and that looks different for everybody, but Mm -hmm. because they are choosing to heal on a deeper level, it's hard sometimes inside of family dynamics or people not, you know, but we've Mm -hmm. also seen people's things start to shift in the family dynamic because this one person is doing this work. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's bigger than our one journeys, right? It's like, we're shifting and ending cycles. <laughs> and I must admit, when I checked out your website and I read the description, I was like, wow, like you are doing some amazing stuff. So to to just hear you explain and expand on that. And I encourage anyone who is thinking about working with you to visit your website because it just gives you a really deep insight to to your journey and the kind of offerings that you have available And it just sounds like amazing work to do, you know, and just as you described just the importance of the responsibility of being that person in your family who takes Mm. on that kind of generational work. um, It's a very sacred responsibility, but it definitely is heavy and the support is needed. So I imagine you must be really changing lives for, for those people that are working with you for sure. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I would love to develop something where I can train other, you know, mental health holistic healing <laughs> coaches yes. and counselors. And like, I, I feel like I have, and I'm not the only one. I know other people are doing this work in this way, but I, I definitely feel like this system is amazing for people who are able, you know, who, who are mm-hmm. um, 
open to this. I can only work with so many people. You know what I mean? I yes. do have some openings now, but it's, um, you know, to be able to guide and coach and counsel and do healing work and support because I basically become, I mean, honestly, like we become like family in a sense, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like <laughs> you know, people so uh, intimately and supporting them in this way. And there's like, you know, tears. And sometimes I have to, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah, I, I, I mean, this is like hard work for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I take this like, and I cry on my own sometimes thinking what I went through and now I'm helping people to like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> How is this my life? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I just like, Come full it's such circle. A yeah. And again, like, it's, if whoever is open to it and feels that it resonates for them, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I was saying, the program is comprehensive and entails many things. So I don't necessarily need to read them all, but they are yes. on my site. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for anyone who, yes, is interested. Awesome. I think training up others would be a great idea. I think it's definitely something to explore for sure (laughs) yeah there's a few things on the horizon that Mm -hmm. uh another big project is coming up i envision that is manifesting soon which is exciting awesome i look forward to seeing how your new projects develop so just to round off three things i like to ask my guests at the end of the interview um are Mm -hmm. about the the things that help to keep you grounded to help you feel better when you're having not such a good time or you're struggling so for me those things Mm -hmm. are music food and like a safe space or a place that makes me happy so I'd ask Mm -hmm. you what is your favorite song at the moment right now that uplifts you if you're not feeling so good oh my favorite song yeah well I know it's really hard because there's so much music out there but maybe if you could just think of (laughs) no it's fine well I don't it's funny I don't actually listen to music these days I listen to and I listen to this all the time these things are it's like um healing meditation music like music Mm. frequencies yeah Um, and that's what I listen to like literally like all the time when I'm doing my work but also just for me for like a reset and a grounding it's like Mm really beautiful like I wish I you know there's this station one of the stations um brainwave music on YouTube and then there's metaverse music so those two stations have a Mm. lot of really calming serene like spiritual regenerative um yeah music (laughs) amazing I love that secondly what is your favorite food or comfort food at the moment Ethiopian food. <laughs> uh, any dish yeah. in particular? Or just um, Ethiopian food in general? <laughs> I really like Ingudai tibs. It's like a, it's like the mushroom version of the beef tibs. I'm sure if people have Ethiopian food, they know okay. about the beef tibs. Right. But it's like mushrooms um, sautéed with bell pepper, onion, tomatoes with the Burberry pepper and oh that sounds that sounds so good I'm hungry already (laughs) yes okay and lastly your favorite place or your happy place it could be a city a place in your home or in your town anywhere happy place it's it's out it's nature so it'll be like uh my back against a tree like in the park or like by the water waterfalls rainforests yeah. i was just talking about that yesterday i love i love uh, being with nature amazing i wanted to say one last thing if i can yes please do so in terms of the healing and the depression so there are basically i just wanted to say that like it is possible to heal and to mm. be free and there will be times when life still happens right and like mm-hmm. it get hard And you basically, what I've learned on this path is that we're not working for all the time happy and perfection because that's not possible in the human experience. But if people can remember that when you do go on a healing journey, you can resolve things and heal and feel different and you don't have to hold the pain anymore. Mm -hmm. But when those days come that the the idea with the work is that you now have practices and tools to get you through. You have a deeper connection to source or spirit or God or ancestors, whatever the identity, you know, identity is. 
-hmm. you have an understanding that it will pass you have an understanding that there's a reason for it so like ask like what is coming up right now mm -hmm. um and all of those things like mean that like something is just coming and it's gonna go you know like it's coming to be released mm. and so it doesn't necessarily like once you go on a healing path and you're like oh i've healed from my depression and then a day comes it can be really alarming yes. but then you realize like oh it's not actually that same thing i have a different awareness now and tools and know what this actually is mm -hmm. and so I just wanted to share that. I feel like I want to make a whole video on that because I know it can be really hard for people yeah. to think, yeah, we can heal. We can heal. And then we will have moments and then they will give us something and then they will go, you know? Sure. Uh, it's a, it is a really that. important point, actually. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not like it just goes away as you're saying, you know, it's like you're given these tools and if something does crop up again, and you know exactly. eventually it will then you know you're much exactly. more you're better prepared to do right. it but the consistency of everyday heavy it, it can go away you know yeah like, yeah I promise. and Aww. then yeah the days will come but yeah i just wanted to share that yeah and that's a very reassuring kind of note to end on as well so thanks for saying that as well and highlighting yeah. that awesome. <laughs> thank you this well i've i've enjoyed this chat so much and learning more mm -hmm. about your journey and your work so thank you so much for giving me your time today thank you i'm grateful for this time and appreciate your work and what you're doing for our communities it is very important i'm sure we will cross paths again and hopefully our work will interlink at some point yes i would yes. love that <laughs> yes <laughs> okay thank you so much take care okay. and have a good night okay bye